people love to tell me my sports takes are wrong, bold, senseless, which are all very true, but we're going to take it to the max while doing so. Let's go! Best Sports Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts starts in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Episode 17, taking it to Max Sports Podcast with your hosts, Max Murphy. Got an interesting guest on today. College basketball season, in case you didn't know, is upon us. You may be caught up in the NFL, college football, um, lots going on. But college basketball, it's going to be a good one this year. Um, we are bringing on, sorry, I'm bringing on the biggest UNC Tar Heels fan I know, which I go to Syracuse, um, should be illegal. If he wasn't my friend, definitely wouldn't be coming on the show. At least he's not a Duke fan. We can both agree with that one. Uh, same graduating class, rival high school though. This is another reason why it was really tough. I had to really think this through before bringing him on. I mean, bringing a demon on is like bringing a Packers fan on to me, but anyways, out of respect, uh, same graduating class, rival high school, great basketball player, played uh, all four years at BHS, is now in Raleigh, North Carolina, pursuing his UNC degree, dream, uh, basketball watching, everything. Um, so he's in Raleigh doing a community college, or sorry, attending a community college a couple years there, and then he'll be at UNC next year. He'll be a Tar Heel. Um, he's a basketball trainer. He's a big Ravens fan, a great guy. Um, he just hit 20,000 followers on his Heels Report page, which is huge. Um, if you see an Instagram account with over 20,000 followers, they're posting lots. It takes up a lot of their time. Um, they're putting in the work, almost as much work as I'm putting into this podcast. Just kidding. We're only at 45 followers. We got to get that up. Um, followed by many UNC alum. But let's bring him on. Logan Schaubert. How are we doing? Good, I'm good. You? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Ravens, we could either start there or end there, but your team is looking good right now. Uh, it's been a whirlwind this year. Um, they theoretically should be undefeated if they can figure out how to play in fourth quarters. But um, with the trade of Roquan Smith, that will help our defense, but we still have yeah, no well. receiver at all. Devin Duvernay is our best receiver right now. So they, Yeah, ba- Bateman's out. I feel like uh, the Ravens and Vikings are just – God, they – when we have a bye week, we're thankful because our hearts get come to still. But yeah. no lead is safe with the Vikings and Ravens. No, it's Which, very, very, very frustrating. Very frustrating, but makes it makes it fun to watch. All right, I gotta start with uh, your basketball account, Heels Report. Everyone, go check out. When did you start the account? So I was a freshman in high school, just after they won the national championship in 2017. That November, okay, um, I had been. Uh, buddies with a couple of their fan pages on Instagram prior and my buddy his name's Aiden he also lives down here um, he also goes to Wake Tech he has the Instagram page Tar Heel Update and he actually convinced me to start a fan page so I started it and um, I didn't really think much of it at the time but then it progressively got bigger and bigger and I realized that I could turn this into something unmeaningful um, and here I am today and did that that's a really good story. Did he help? Like, did he shout out this page, or did he kind of help bring the followers from his page to your page? So yeah, I mean, we all kind of help each other out. Um, we have I've been in the same group chat with UNC pages for six years now. 
Um, and so okay. we're different when uh, Sony makes a good post, they make a good edit, good content. We always share it to our stories. Um, so especially at the beginning, I mean, yes, you would shout us out. Um, the real, the real beginning. I mean, you would do the whole follow for follow thing. Um, kind of yep. like, hey, hey, follow me, I'll follow you, kind of thing. Um, but you can you grow up, you outgrow that. And once you get the ball rolling, you make your own content. I mean, the followers will come as as you make content. Yeah, lots of. Um, do you have slash how many UNC alum? Do you know how many UNC alum basketball players you have following you, or that you've kept in contact with, or? So that's two different questions. Follow me is probably twenty twenty five ish, but contact wise, a lot of the guys, like big name guys, don't necessarily follow me. But if I would like DM right. them or post them content, they'll res- respond back. So um, I'd say that's so sweet. If it's it's hard because a lot of the NBA guys are hard to get in contact with, but the guys yeah. that had like successful successful college careers um, and then maybe either went overseas or something like that, they'll respond back because they love Carolina so much. But um, so it's always cool. Like guys that I grew up watching um, as a in sixth grade, seventh grade, now being able to anytime I want DM them and then eventually get back to me. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess that leads me into my next question. Uh, why and when did you become a UNC fan? Like you said, sixth grade, seventh grade, you're following these guys. Um, earlier than that, I suppose, since you're a kid. So my story I always go to is like I was like four years old and I saw their logo in the Bismarck Tribune and I liked the colors. And so I became a Carolina fan. But when I was growing up, I was a like I was a Dakota Wizards ball boy. I was a huge Dakota. Yes, Penn. I was a huge Dakota <laughs> Wizards ball boy. Um, huge fan of them, but then when they moved in 2012, I kind of had to attach to a different team, and so that kind of 2012-2013 team is when I really started watching, and that's when kind of was when I was old enough to recognize what was going on and start learning players. And so um, I've been a fan since I was about four years old, but I would say 2012-2013 is when I really started watching Carolina. That's funny. That's kind of how I become a Syracuse. Not not the logo, but uh, I was like watching ESPN with my dad when I was like. I want to say six or seven years old. I was like, and they're showing like the highlights from a basketball, whatever. And I was like, that's where I want to go. That's the school that I want to go to. And then you just kind of stick to it. And every year, like I would just ask for merch or apparel or whatever. That was Syracuse logo or everything until I was like 18. And I was like, all right, we're doing this. So kind of similar stories there. That's pretty cool. Um, What's your, you've, you've reached lots of goals with this page ready. Um, I'm sure your thousandth follower, I'm sure like reaching out and contacting like the first UNC player, um, just getting in contact, like starting the page with other pages is a big goal, but what's your end goal for this one? You just reached 20,000 followers. Do you have a certain end goal or are you just kind of letting it ride? You know, um, this is my last year doing the page. Um, I came to the conclusion it was going to be last year because I was tired of them being terrible for three years. And so I was just like, it's too much work and too much time to put this into a mediocre team. And then they had the yeah. in March and all the guys came back and I was like, all right, I'll give them one more year because the original goal of this page where I started it is because I wanted to go to Carolina and I knew keeping developing this page would look great in applications and getting references and uh, just getting connections. Um, but now that I'm going to Carolina, I'm just kind of, I'm ready to move on to the next thing, uh, whatever that is in my life. Um, it's just, but I know they're going to have, they should have a good year this year. So I kind of want to end it on a high note. 
Logan, is that my bad on researching or like, have you announced no. that before or are we getting I, some breaking news here? <laughs> I, uh, I put it on my story. Like last week I made the last dance reference, like the MJ Scotty Pippen picture. From the I, I did see that. Yeah, okay. So I, put, I put my logo on that with the uh, Instagram, but I didn't really say anything about it. Some people got the reference, but I didn't really, it's, I don't really feel like it's my thing to make a big deal about it. It's just kind of at the end of the season, I'll make a little thank you post, but, um, Again, the page isn't about me. It's about posting content for fans. They didn't know what's keeping up updated about Carolina. If people follow the page, um, they like see all these posts. They see all these edits. Uh, it's kind of hard to like know behind the scenes, like the decade. Like for some people, think like something as little as an Instagram page. Um, like they don't know how much time it takes. Whatever. I want people to know because Logan, we were talking last year, kind of around March Madness time, and. We were talking last year and about your page a little bit, just becoming friends. And I was like, and you said that you're going to the Elite Eight and you're bringing your computer inside uh, the Philly Stadium where the uh, where the Sixers play, right? That's where the Elite Eight was. And I was like, holy, this guy is bringing his computer to do what? Make an edit in the Philly arena? So like, I want people to know like the dedication, the time that it takes for you to run this account. So... I'll go back to a couple of years. So with one Carolina not being great, that took a lot of motivation to do it because the general, like, cause you got, it's not just content. You got to think it's game day edits. It's halftime. It's post game. It's interview templates. It's highlights during the game. And so yeah, um, that stuff, just the preparation. And so when I would have, it would be hard because again, I was playing basketball for Bismarck high and then it seems overlap. So I would be up, many nights at 1 a.m. during just high school seasons doing preparation-wise. Um, but you got through that. But um, they were never – they never really went that far during March Madness. And so I usually had a nice yeah. break during the season. But in this past year, it was the most – I was the most tired I've ever been, but it was the most happy I've probably ever been too at the same time because, um, like you said, the March Madness thing with Philly, I remember that night before – because they had just beaten UCLA. I was up till 3.30 making my pregame and postgame edits just in case they won against St. Peter's. And then at 5 a.m. the next morning, I was driving to Philadelphia. So I, I was going off an hour, maybe two hours of sleep. That whole that whole month was just a whirlwind because I would be working all day. I'd come home, make my edits, not even joking, probably till 2, 3 a.m., and then get up and do the same thing the next day. So it was a very, very long month, but it was very worth it how the season went. I think lots of people do this regardless of how many followers they have. Like, it's just kind of like a shout out to everyone that runs like a fan page. Um, and like, not every account does halftime game day, like all these ads, sometimes they'll post after the game. Sometimes they'll like just post highlights and Logan's doing everything. He's up till 2 a.m. Um, it does take a lot out on you and when you're a full-time student. And, I mean, you are at the community college. UNC next year, I suppose, will be a different level of, like, the schoolwork that it'll take, which is why you kind of need to get that off your plate. But I just – I don't know. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So Lots I mean, of respect. Adding on to that, I mean, like, kind of funny story with it. I don't think I've enjoyed – like, besides the Duke game in the Final Four, I don't think I've sat down and enjoyed a game in four or five years. Like, I am – like, it's funny because I go to games now like in the Smith Center and there's no internet connection. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I can't really post that often. So it's kind of a relaxing game to go to, but 
I don't show, I barely show any emotion because I'm so used to when a big play happens in the game, I got to get my phone out, screen record the highlight <laughs> and then post right away. I, I, I don't even have time yeah. to react. So like I go to these games now and it's crazy because I, like, I remember being a sixth and seventh grader, like I'd be screaming top of my lungs downstairs and I go to these games and the big play happens. I'm just like, mm. I'm so used to just having yeah. my phone right away and making content now that I'm just numb to every good or bad play nowadays. Well, you'll be able to do that after this year. Um, are you handing off the Instagram page to someone or are you just letting it, letting it be? I don't know yet. Cause I mean, I'm either going to just keep it myself or I'm going to sell it because I've known pages through this, through the six years I've done Instagram that have built their following up and then they sell their pages because a lot of people don't want to start from scratch. They want to just get that follower base and then build it from that. So um, right. I, know, like, I know Instagram pages go for a decent amount of money, but I mean, it's been with me for six years now. I don't know if I can just sell it off or a certain amount of money. So I might just keep it in my back pocket, see whatever happens. Um, and then you never know somewhere down the road if I ever come back to it or if I turn it into something else. But um, So I'm not sure yet, but it'll be definitely something I'll, I'll be thinking about during the year. I was I was thinking the blue check mark would be the end goal. I asked lots of questions in there, but I was thinking the blue check mark. Are there any uh, Tar Heel fan pages that get the that get the verification, or do you have to be a player or like the actual basketball page? Yeah, none of us have fan, like even Tar Heel Update. He had he had a crazy march. He's at like fifty five thousand followers now. He had like he gained fifteen thousand followers just in last March alone. Um, so if he can't get it, that's we can't crazy. Get it. But no, yeah, <laughs> but it, my page has always been different because I'm the third biggest UNC fan page on Instagram, but I'm the only one that does just strictly basketball. All these other fan pages do football, baseball, okay. ba- basketball, all these sports, so they get a lot more followers with it. All three sports combined, but for me, I wanted to have time to do football because there's so many players like recruits and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, I consider myself the biggest UNC just basketball fan page because that's all I am. That's all I focus on. Um, but I'm the third largest in general. But, I mean, respect to uh, – I just think the top of my head, Tar Heel Update and then Tar Heel Insider is the second the second largest. And just – I mean, it takes – I know how much work I put into it. And for those guys to put into it for basketball, football, and baseball. Every sport, yeah. It's just that I, I couldn't do it. And your football team is really good this year. Uh, you chose the right sport because last year, obviously, national championship. Um, we'll kind of transition into uh, like the more important part of this interview. I got to ask the most popular question. Is it championship or bust with all these guys coming back? And we'll, we'll get to the guys coming back later, but is it championship or bust? That's hard for me because I'm going to take it back one more step. So in 2016, we lost to Villanova on the buzzer beater in the national yep. championship. So that next year, it was like, okay, we got to win because we lost in heartbreak fashion. It's got to happen. But we Wait, good. let me interrupt you for one second then. Yeah. Uh, were you were there lots of guys that uh, left the team after that buzzer beer, or did everyone return like they're doing this year? So we didn't have as many starters return. So back in 2016, that was with like Marcus Page. He hit that game-tying shot. Um, was Justin Jaffers- Jackson, did he, he um, declare that year? Or no, he came he back. Came back. Okay. So he came back. Joel Berry came back. Theo Pinson came back. Kobe lost. Bryce Johnson, Marcus Page are two uh, fan favorites. Um, so that next year, it was kind of like, we got to win. We got to redeem ourselves. We got to get redemption. But this year, I'm like, I, I, I see it every day. Fans are like, yeah, it's championship or bust. For me personally, I mean, we weren't good until March. 
mean, we were an eight seed. People forget we were an eight seed. Right. Maybe we weren't expected to do anything. And so. Hey, I mean, and by the way, that that eight seed happened at the end of the year when you guys caught fire because you guys probably weren't going to make the tournament if it weren't for uh, end of January and February. I was at the Carolina game. We were on the bubble, an 11 seed in like the Joel and Ari bracketology. And we lost to Pittsburgh at home. And Pittsburgh last year was like seven and 20. And I, I, have, I, have, it in my, I have it in my Snapchat memories. I go, well, there goes our tournament chances. And yeah. that, that was when we played Syracuse on senior night. And then we beat Duke right. at, at Cameron on Coach Gates last night. And that's what put us in the tournament. And yep. that Duke game turned the season. God, around. that game. That, that's yeah. That's what it was. I mean, we, we of course, it was versus Duke. Duke. Yeah. We beat Duke at Duke, and just the mentality and Coach Davis and the players, it just flipped like that. And so when we got our draw in the tournament, we played Baylor. I was like, Baylor was – they were hurt. And I was like, if we, if we beat Baylor – we have a very good chance to go to the final four. And it just worked out that way. Um, I, I, I didn't have, have a plan at all. We were going to play Duke again in the final four, but um, it worked out the way it did. But uh, going back to your question, I mean, this year, yes, obviously the expectations are you're going to win a national championship. That's what the player's mentality is at. For me, if we make the final four, I'll be content because just how, I mean, they turned this program around. Like, like I've said multiple times now, we were not good the past two to three years. And the people were looking at Carolina like, well, Roy Williams is gone. This program is going to go downhill now. They're kind of in the past. And they kind of brought the life back to the city and to the school that people love. Like they brought my love to Carolina back again because, for like I said, for so many years, it was exhausting trying to watch this team, just making right. content for this team. And they brought the love and joy that I, I get excited to – I mean, we play our first home opener on next Monday night. It's like I'm excited to go to that game now, which these past years that would never have been had. I was like, oh, another season starting. So I for sure hope we can make a run again in March. But again, it takes a lot of luck to be healthy and to it does butt shots in March. So I mean, if we make the Final Four, I'll be content. But a national championship would obviously be the icing on top of that. It was kind of an unfair question. Uh, just had to ask it, but it's yeah, the expectations that we put on, especially college basketball, um, college football. I'd say even the NFL and basketball are a little different. Where um, like it's it's a little bit more star driven slash you can kind of control your own destiny, right? So like if UNC has a great season, they're ranked number one going into March Madness. It doesn't mean anything. Virginia got beat against a 16 seed the other year. Uh, Kentucky last year, St. Petersburg, or St. Peter's. It it does not matter. So asking a question about championship or bus, it's tough, especially in college basketball. March Madness is just the wildest thing ever, and that must have been so much fun to just be covering the page while oh. – while Wait, so, okay, in 2017 when they won it, you had the account, No, I, I had it the year after that, so it was the – the 2017-2018 team, I started the fan page. And so I had never – the farthest they had gone during my fan page was the Sweet 16 in 2019. But otherwise, they lost in the round of 32, 64. The COVID year happened, and they lost the Sweet 16. Yep. And so it was just I – I never had a successful season with them. And so this past year, it was so much fun for me because I could finally make content I wanted to make as they went down the home stretch, which – like, I know I posted on my story. You saw it. I was like, when they made the national championship, I was like, I cannot believe I'm making content for a national championship game. Like, this, thinking back six weeks prior, this would never have been a thought. I was like, I would hope we make the tournament, not make the national championship. Yeah. Yeah, being Duke was huge. When did Roy Williams retire? 
He retired on April Fool's Day, 2021. And so I was in class. Okay, so they – no, you go. Was, you got it. Yeah, I was in class, and I get a notification on April Fool's Day. Breaking news, Roy, Roy Williams retires as head coach. I'm like, well, okay, funny joke, haha. Yeah. I started blowing up. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and so – That's that wild. Was, that was weird. That was a weird day. Uh, so, th- so towards the end of his uh, tenure with UNC, they were they were pretty bad from 2018, 2019, 2020. I, mean, I, I guess I didn't. Th- yeah. 2019, they were good. They they were 14, 16, 2 in the ACC. That was the year with Zion when Zion was at Duke. So they were good. Yeah, year. yeah, yeah. Okay. But then we lost in the tournament to Auburn. We uh, Nasir Little and Cam Johnson both got the flu that the day before another funny story with that. So I got a inside source. One of the guys on the UNC JV basketball team DM me that day saying, cause Nasir was questionable. We, we weren't sure if Nasir was going to play in that tournament game. And I get a DM of a screenshot from the UNC, like actual group chat saying Nasir te- texted the boys. Hey boys, I'm playing today. And so I text this guy going, Hey, can I post this in my story? And the guy goes, yeah, no problem. Within five minutes of me posting that, I have three UNC admin telling me to take that down ASAP because they don't want Auburn to see that he's playing today. So I'm a soft. No way he let you post that. It was, yeah, the JV guy sent me the screenshot and I had three UNC admin. I'm in the school bathroom, like freaking out because I think we just lost the game (laughs) because of me and Auburn's going to find out all these things. And I mean, we did, we ended up losing the game because Auburn went, I mean, that was the year Auburn went to the final four. They were a great team. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was quite the eventual day because, yeah. Oh my god, that guy telling, oh my, yeah, I would have freaked out. That's crazy. Um, so you guys got, uh, Armando Baycott, uh, Caleb Love, um, R.J. Davis, Leaky Black, all returning, um, and then Puff Johnson, who ended. I mean, it's kind of it was a weird year for him. He was receiving a lot of backlash last year. At the beginning of his play, he started to get more minutes, and before you know it, especially versus was it Duke and St. Pete that he was a fan favorite. So like everyone had these high expectations on Puff, and then kind of went downhill. He had some bad performances in the limited time that he was playing, and then ever he became a fan favorite, just like um, just like Doug Eater uh, in March Madness. But um, you got all those guys returning, and I guess I'm kind of asking here. What is so the draft stuck? So Armando Baycott wins. Um, did he win ACC Player of the Year? Or did he win National Player of the Year last year? He was runner-up for ACC Player of the Year, which to this day is the most stupidest thing because Alonis Williams. To Paulo. Oh no 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 yeah yeah yeah. Wake Forest got right, and Armando took second, and he, he but he just got voted preseason Player of the Year this year. Okay, so all those guys are returning. And I think Baycott and Caleb Love, Black and Davis probably need another year, but um, those those two big guys are coming back. What do you see for their season coming up? And um, obviously they're here to make another run at a championship, but what about their draft stock going into next year? Are these guys that their game – I mean, you know basketball better than a lot of people that I know or have talked to, but where are their draft stocks going into next year? So obviously Caleb's going to be the highest – because he's a guard um, and he can do it all. Um, last year, he was uh, projected late first, early second. But this whole – and he probably would have left if this was two years ago, but the whole NIL thing has changed things so much. And 
with him and Armando coming right. back, I mean, they have made so much money since they've came back. I mean, Armando's going to be – Armando's in Outer Banks this year. I mean, Armando's a guest star in the TV series Outer Banks this upcoming season. Is he – no way. I, I watch Outer Banks. I did not know that. The director is a UNC fan, and so he has Armando in like three episodes of the new season. Um, so there's that. Um, but I think Caleb, if he has a season – that I think he's going to have, I think he could very well be a top 20 pick. Armando, his skill set is just so college-based. I mean, he's, he's, he's just a typical college basketball star center. I mean, you look at Luca Garza, amazing college player. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's the 55th overall pick. Um, I know Mondo's been working on his three-pointers, um, how much he'll show that this year, we don't know. But he needs to definitely get a consistent three-point jump shot. But, I mean, he has everything else. I mean, he's, one, he's big. Two, he's physical score anywhere under the basket but um how are we this is this is crazy how are we talking about the most fundamental center that we have in college basketball shooting three-pointers the game has changed so much like if if it were i don't know before curry so 10 years ago if it was before curry armando would be going not even first round he'd be going pretty high first round mm -hmm. absolutely and we're talking about him how he needs to improve his three-point shot when we watched it way did in the champion or in the final four that's just crazy to me it was funny because i was when I, like i said i was at the st peter's game in philly and in the, within the first 10 minutes of the game he had like 15 rebounds you look at you just look up at the scoreboard and he has 15 rebounds and like he just got every board and then this past friday at their preseason game he had like 20 not joking i think he had 23 rebounds and it was like oh armando had 23 rebounds like it wasn't any big deal he <laughs> does it all the time but like, yeah. if any other player had 23 rounds, it'd be like, oh my goodness, this guy's a stud. Yeah, and 10, 20 years ago, he, he'd be a number one overall pick. Literally. That's crazy. The three-point shot. And I do think he – I don't even think it's about like him not being able to shoot these. I think if he would declare last year, he would kind of name, made a name for himself in the NBA, like obviously when he gets drafted this year. I think he's just – he's so good. Like he's so such a solid player, even defensively, that – I don't know how this guy can fall in the draft and like people are really going to pass on this guy. Mm. That's crazy to me. Like and obviously he's not, a v you go. Obviously, um, obviously he's not like a Vic ah. Victor Wemba, Wemba. I can't even say his last name. They're yeah. two different players, but he's still going to make a name for himself in the NBA. He's going to be a solid center for a good team. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, he'll obviously have to show himself in summer league, wherever he gets drafted or if he's a free agent pickup. But I mean, he can obviously be a like an Andre Drummond style player, where he's just gonna he'll go in, he'll get you 10, 15 good minutes of just physical rebounding the basketball, and he'll get you easy layups. I mean, he's just a big body. Yeah, and the centers that dominated college basketball last year, and like Kofi Coburn, uh, Illinois, and then uh, Oscar Shibway. like these guys are so good in college, and you're like, how are teams gonna pass on these guys? In the NBA, and then you just watch Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, I mean, all these three-point shooters, and you're like, well, I guess that's the reason, but this game has changed so much. Um, I'm so – I am I mean, we can both agree we hate Duke, obviously. Um, I'm not the biggest UNC fan, but it's also just like who cares at the end of the day. I'm, ex I'm excited to watch Baycott, uh, Love, Black, Davis – these guys are studs, and I think Puff Johnson's gonna be good. Um, who's a player that will surprise not only you, do you think, but um, just college basketball watchers as a whole? And then, actually, I'll have a follow up after that one. Who do you think will be a surprise player for you guys this year? 
Well, one player you haven't mentioned yet is UNC got a transfer named Pete Nance from Northwestern. He was an all Big Ten honorable mention. He's 6'10". He can shoot the three. I mean, he's not the Brady. So that's the thing. People are expecting him to be like the Brady Manic kind of player where Brady Manic also a big guy, but he just shoots the threes. And Brady's not like that. I mean, I watched Brady on Friday, and he had 21 points in his first game. I mean, he's just a solid – he's a lanky 6'10 guy. Manic, Manic's returning. I'm sorry. I no, forgot no. about that. Manic, Manic's gone. He was a grad transfer. Oh, you're talking about about how uh, Nance is going to fill that role really well. Yes. Um, So he's going to be a stud for us this year. But um, I watched him more a freshman this year. I mean, in that that game. I mean, there's uh, Seth Trimble. His his brother is a guy named J.P. Tokido. He played for Carolina back in 2014. And this kid's shorter than me, but he posterized the kid in his first game on Friday night. Uh, There's a guy named Tyler Nickel, who's just an absolute shooter. He's a six-seven uh, white kid from Virginia. He has the most points in Virginia high school history. He can just shoot the ball like crazy, so he'll be a good guy to watch. Um, but we also have were these uh, high were these highly recruited guys? Four stars, like they were the top sixty, top fifty players in the country. Um, but okay. we also have two sophomores turning. I mean, Dontrez Styles uh, hit that. He had a big shot against for against Baylor in overtime for us this past year. He's also right. Six, I remember that. Yeah, six-eight, but. Uh, so we've had a couple injuries, and RJ was out on Friday night with like he had like a hand sprain. We fine, but uh, Demarco Dunn, he's also a sophomore guard. He started in place for him, so uh, he didn't play at all last year, but he got the starting job in in place for RJ on Friday night. So I mean, it's a lot okay. different this year because last year we were we had five guys. That's all we played. Like all those yep. five guys played forty minutes, and this year we could easily right. have nine, ten, maybe even eleven guys that can make an impact, get some minutes. So it's a much better pace. For one, it'll help us stay more healthy. Not like guys not playing 40 minutes a game. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we got a lot of guys that this year can be good, but even when uh, those big two, three guys, if they leave after this year, can take those roles, we can still be relevant in a couple of years. Yeah, you guys are. You answered my follow up question. Uh, freshman surprise players. So it sounds like you got you got two surprise freshman players. Nance is going to be solid for you guys. Um, it's gonna be a really good season for you guys. Hopefully, hopefully, it's, hopefully the injuries, not hopefully they're limited. Uh, that's in always my, a yeah. tough one. In my opinion, Jesse Edwards. In my opinion, that's got that's gonna hold us hold us down. I mean, um, Puff and RJ were out on Friday. Uh, Puff has some ankle things he's working on, but uh, Caleb honestly looks he looks about ten pounds heavier of muscle. He looks just smarter in the game, faster. Again, we were playing a. A five and twenty division two team, so the competition was not as good. But just it doesn't matter. You're you're looking for like just the little things in I mean, those Caleb games. Came, it really Caleb, does. His first five minutes, he came in. He had three threes. He dove on on the ground for a loose ball. He got the ball back into a three. I mean, he was he was Caleb in the March Madness. So if he can stay consistent, I mean, I, as we saw, I mean, he was Duke Caleb Love, and then against Kansas, he yeah. was four for four for twenty three, and that was that Caleb Love. So. I mean, that's right. you got you got to live and die with him. He's either gonna shoot you in games or he's gonna shoot you out of games. Yep. Um, okay, I kind of want to do something here. We're gonna go through the Power Five and the Big East schools. Uh, you're you're a UNC fan, but you gotta know some about these other college teams. So we're gonna start with Big Ten. Who do you think the winner will be in that division this year? See, I'm big on Indiana this year. Um, oh played, baby. Yeah, me we, too. Me we too. play them. Uh, I think. December like 27th in Bloomington um okay so that's 
I have us losing that game in both my realistic and my in my biased schedule like predictions. I just think we 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 played Indiana like three straight times now uh, at Assembly Hall. We've lost every time. It's just a tough place to play. Um, it's uh, yeah, think, that crowd is crazy. Like kind of like us, they came on late last year. They had a good March Madness. They won the first four game and they lost their first yeah. round game. But I think uh, again, Indiana hasn't been relevant in like forty years. But I think they can. They're, yeah, yeah, they're returning like everyone. Trace Jackson Davis, he came into yeah. Syracuse last year um, for the Big Big Ten ACC Challenge. I'm like Jesus, how the how is he a not lighting it up in the NBA, and how is he returning another year? And how are they returning every single guy? Um, I think Indiana's going to be really, really good. I, I think preseason, like them, um, I think Gonzaga, obviously, but then also UNC, you got you three are just going to be really good. Uh, Big 12 winner, I got Baylor. Who yeah. do you got? That's who I have. Again, like I said, um, we were lucky last year because they were hurt. They were Their starting point guard was out against us last year. Um, I still thought when healthy because with the, like that December, January, I thought they were the best team in the country again. And they're just so well coached. Um, they return a lot of talent. Um, they got new guys coming in, so I think it's still their conference. I got Drew. I, I really like Drew Scott. I think he's a great coach. Um, Scott Drew. Drew Scott. Scott Drew. Scott Drew. Scott Drew. Sorry. Uh, SEC winner. I got Arkansas. That's who I have. I'm big on Arkansas. Oh my too. god! Um, What's going been, on here? They've been elite eight bound the past two years. Uh, fell short against Duke last year, but I think. I love their coach too, um, Eric Musselman. I think that's name, that's what his name is. Um, yep. But yeah, I think they get over the hump this year. They can make a Final Four run. Shady minds think alike. Let's go. Pac-12 winner, UCLA. That's I have UCLA as well. I'm putting you on the spot. See, it's not like you could have prepared for this, but it sounds like we sounds like we I got have some. A, I pretty, have a list, and I have it right there. I have UCLA right Woo! there. Oh, he came prepared. I thought I was just throwing this guy into the mix here. He came prepared. He knows his stuff. Uh, ACC, I got Syracuse, of course. No, just kidding. I got UNC. I have. Um, U- I think I have, Sy- I have you UNC go. regular season, um, but Carolina never wins AC tournament. They're just not their type of thing. So um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's either going to be Duke or Virginia, as it always is in the ACC, ACC tournament. So, so Virginia's rated um, pretty high in the preseason. I I guess I can't really name. Many other. I'm not big on like high school recruiting. Um, I just learn about college basketball from if they have guys returning from last year and the first five games, like who I'm watching, who I'm seeing, like for the team. So I don't really know the recruits and stuff. Is Virginia really going to be that good? So they're returning a lot of their players. They get little Kihei Clark back for his 15th year of college. No way. That guy's like 30. Literally. Um, so he comes back for his, I think he's a sixth year guy now called the COVID year and redshirt and all those things. So Whatever. he's back this year. Um, but they just weren't – they were young last year, and they weren't very good. Um, but playing at Virginia, the way they play basketball, I mean, they're a defense. They slow the ball down. And teams will score 60, 50 points against them. They're just a tough team to play. They really are. They're good. Um, and then Big East, I got Creighton. I got to Villanova. I mean, Villanova, yes, yes I mean – Lost a coach, but Jay Wright. But I mean, it's still Villanova. I just, I mean, besides the 2017 2016 national championship, I've always liked Villanova. I mean, I like the way they play, very fundamentally sound. Um, so I got to rock with them again. Yeah. Big East last year is so much fun to watch. I think it's going to be really good again this year. 
Um, it's just going to be a really solid college basketball season all around. And then we're going to finish with, um, is Duke going to be good this year? Unbiased and biased opinion. So I was just watching their preseason game before we get on here. Um, and it's going to be a lot how Carolina was the first part of the year last year. A lot of talent, but it's going to be a new head coach. So, I mean, again, I don't know how much Coach K is going to be in the ear of John Shire his first year. But um, I think it's going to be they're going to have some hardships start, as Carolina did. I mean, they're not – it's a new head coach, new players. I mean, they just have Jimmy Roach. But as Duke does every year, they have new players coming in and out. Yep. And so those freshmen are going to have to develop with each other. But I think they'll get ahead of it. I mean, they're not going to be bad. Duke's never going to be bad. Right. That's the way it is. So, I last year was a first in a while, but Duke usually doesn't do that well in tournaments. So, I don't see them making a, a huge run, but they'll definitely be top three in the ACC. I mean, they could very well split with Carolina because UNC and Duke usually split, just the way it happens. Yep. Um, but they're not going to be bad by any force at all. All right. Um, I don't know too much about duke other than they're losing coach k by i'm hearing lots of really good things about john shire if you're learning under coach k for that long or um was hubert davis learning under roy williams before he was handed the head coach job or did he come from somewhere else hubert was an assistant for well okay so hubert played at carolina in the 90s and then he oh, okay in the nba for 13 years um, yeah i do remember him in the nba he was a UNC, he was a ESPN analyst like 2012, but then Roy hired him to his staff. So he was an assistant for about 10 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, lo- I love people that kind of, I think that's what's going to happen soon with Jim Beheim. He's going to retire soon and um, Autry will maybe get the, the assistant coach now. He'll probably get the job, but uh, John Shire, Duke, they'll be pretty good again this year. UNC, if it's not Syracuse, I'm ruined for you, bro. I hope, I hope, I hope UNC does it this year. That was, a, that was a fun team to watch last year. I do have one question for you, though. So, is yeah, that's here. Is, is Buddy Beheim, is he still going back to his 21st year of college, or is he finally done at Syracuse? He is actually on the Pistons. Okay, good. Um, he made it through Summer League. What's that? I was tired of seeing him every single year just go. He would be quiet all year, and then, and then the tournament start, and he would just go absolutely ballistic. That's how that's how he did it. That's how Jim Beheim usually does it too. Last year was Jim Beheim's first losing season. That will not happen this year. Um, they will be better. They, uh, it was kind of injuries, kind of. Mm, it it was just a little outdated. They weren't athletic. They weren't fat. Jesse losing Jesse Edwards at like the middle of the season, and not having a center. We saw it when we played Mark Williams and Paulo. They're just fucking huge, and they came in. And went up 30 in the first half at one point. And I was like, I mean, without Jesse Edwards, even with Jesse Edwards, like this team is just so outgunned right now. Going back to like Paulo and all those guys, because I went to the Carolina Duke game in Chapel Hill when they lost by like 30 points. So that was peak Carolina just oh, last year. Um, but when right. I, I went, there, I was there like an hour and a half early, like I always am. And I'm watching all warm ups. I mean, Paulo's younger than me. I'm looking at this guy, and he is like, he, like he is—he's six for eleven, two hundred fifty pounds. And I'm like standing like from me to my doorway, just like ten feet. And this guy is just massive. And I'm like, how can you be so big and you are younger than me? And guys, I, mean, I know we got millions of listeners listening yeah. to this great interview right now. Um, you're gonna like I've really tried emphasizing this before. I've been to NBA games. Um, there's like guys that really stand out to me. Like I saw Anthony Davis, like I've seen Timberwolves games. Paulo is like 
I think he's going to be like the next really big thing. I hate saying it because I really hate Duke. Um, I hate what he did with Coach Kaysen. Um, I think he's going to be, he just looks so different and he shoots the three so well. Him and watching him and Mark Williams, like you said, you were, you were there, but watching them warm up is like, how the are these guys not only our age, but like, they're just monsters of human beings. And you got to, I mean, Baycott, Baycott's built a little bit, but you've seen some studs on, um, on UNC's team, but those two guys really stood like, you're like, holy, I don't know what I'm watching right now. Every time Mark Williams got the ball down low or he would go for his posterized jam, it's like you couldn't stop him. But it gives even yeah. more credit. It gives, like, uh, going back to the Final Four game, it gives that much more credit to Brady Manic because he was guarding Paulo the whole time. And Paulo had, like, yeah. 16, 16, 17, but it wasn't like, oh, Paulo's taking over right here. It was like, right. Brady, Brady, yeah. Had, I think Brady blocked him four times that game. And Brady is, he's 6'8, and he's a white dude that can't jump. I mean, it's like, he's yeah. just so. I mean, Brady Manic was incredible. And my unbiased, I mean, just the way it's going to be. I mean, Carolina's going to have some losses in the first two months season because they're going to miss Brady Manic. I mean, he spread the floor so well for Carolina that they could, that they teams had to guard him. That's why Big Cot was so good last year is because he had so much space to work with. So it's going to be just different this year because Pete Nance doesn't space the floor as well as Brady Manic does. Um, so they're going to have to adjust Brady, I mean, uh, Pete Nance and Mondo are going to have to learn to work with each other. But um, Carolina's, I mean, they're not going to be undefeated. They're going to lose. I have them losing. I have them, my realistic prediction, I have them losing four games, but they can lose six. So, I mean, they're going to, I mean, the, again, the preseason ranking means nothing. So, no. when, you're the, when you're North Carolina and you're the number one team in the country, teams are going to give you the best shot. So Right. Every single time. Exactly. Yep. So um, I had them losing four to five games. Um, the ones I had written down for sure are Indiana at Virginia Tech because that's always a tough place to play, uh, Duke, and then at Virginia. So those are the ones I had for sure losing this year. Um, obviously, they can lose to like Georgia Tech or one of those teams. But, right. Um, I have them going 27-4 realistic-wise, regular season champs, and then Final Four. But then my bias is, of course, like – 29 and two regular season champs now. Yeah. So, but it's going exactly. to, there's going to be some growing pains. They're not going to be the team they were in March. I mean, you have to, they had five months off. I mean, they're going to have to work to play again. And uh, obviously like I saw Friday, they, they look good. They look really good, but there's going to be some hardships from the start because they're not going to be the team from April. They're going to be the team. They're going to be the 2022, 2023 Carolina Tar Heels. They're not the 2021, 2022, 2020. 2022 titles anymore well i'm excited to watch them come to syracuse i think you should make up for the game if you do you have a place to stay um a, we're gonna wrap it up one. that's a big one because every time i've gone to philly all these places i've always had to drive back home right after the game so that's always been a long trip so if i have a place to stay it makes you have a place to stay yeah, that's awesome 100%. And you can get a student ticket too. We'll get you a student ticket um maybe we could find an empty spot if there will be one but I don't know if you'll be welcomed with the UNC jersey in in the student section. It'd be tough. That'd be the tough part. I can get you a ticket. Can't promise you my friends aren't going to heckle you. Now, at least you're not Duke. No, but I sat in the Duke section. Like When I went to the Carolina game, there was like Duke fans in front and behind me. I was like all alone. So 
I have tough skin when it comes to Carolina games, so I can I'll handle Syracuse fans. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, hopefully the Ravens keep up the good year. Hopefully UNC has a really good year. I always try and keep it an hour. I think we did that successfully. I thought it could could have gone longer than 45 minutes, but uh, really good talking to you. It was awesome. We're going to, I want to have you back on uh, maybe at the end of the year when March Madness comes or ACC tournament, whatever. Yeah, for sure. And I you me on. awesome. Okay. See you, Logan. Good night, man.